2: just someone hit record stop this conversation sometimes the best way to end a conversation is just to hit record because the other person let's get going on boomsies with some sad news on Boomsies. Country music superstar, Loretta Lynn, passes away at the age of 90. I'm wearing my Loretta Lynn shirt, which I purchased at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. Eerie thing is, before I heard of her passing, we taped some uh, some stuff before the podcast Yesterday, I went to put this shirt on, and then I decided at the last second, no, no, I'll save that for when maybe country music's in the news or Loretta Lynn. Next day, here we are. Loretta Lynn, oh man, (laughs) she, uh, like I listen to satellite radio, so I listen to like a lot of the old country. I don't like the new stuff. One of her songs that always comes on is, Don't come home a-drinking with loving on your mind. <sighs> so, don't come home drunk, looking for some hanky-panky, e- no dice. She also sang Coal Miner's Daughter. You ain't woman enough to take my man. Yeah, I will bash your face in if you try to take my man. Loretta Lynn, rest in peace. If you even had to guess who this episode would be named after, episode 37, I don't know what to say. I just... just, uh, My favorite Blue Jays pitcher growing up. Number 37, Dave Steeve. I have a picture with him as a kid. I had it all ready to bring down here. Hopefully the guys can insert it in the video portion. Me standing behind Dave Steeve the same day I met Garth Orge. And if you look closely in the picture, there's a bespectacled, bespectacled Rance Mullenix over next to us. I think it was Garth, Rance, and then Dave Steve. I think we went right by you. Rance. Like, ah, you take playing time away from my guy, Garth. Let me see that Dave Steve guy. His slider defied logic. I just loved watching him pitch. He has the only no-hitter in Blue Jays' history. Blue Jays' leader in wins. Innings pitched. Strikeouts. Complete games. Shutouts. Those will never be touched. Pitchers, it's a rarity. They go for a complete game now. He was the man. Dave Steve, episode 37. And I wanted to give a special shout-out to a few of Boomsie's people. Our friends at Man-Made. Remember these underwear? Still wearing them. Uh, Producer Tim, Z-Money, still wearing them. They used to give away underwear and socks. Whoa. Squeaky. That's wood on wood. <laughs> That's a wood on wood drawer. They used to give away uh, underwear and socks to our email, Man Made for Boomsies. I also danatized their underwear when I was doing danatized promoting Canadian products. Last week, the Man Made Boys appeared on Dragon's Den. I was like a proud papa. So nervous going in. I'm like, I was texting them before. I'm like, guys, they were telling me they got their pitch all down. They had their numbers down. They didn't go in with a crazy evaluation. They went in with a respectable number. They had multiple offers and they got a deal. They went with Arlene and Wes. I, I sent them a video after I'm like, guys, I'm so pumped. So good things happen. To people associated with Boomsies. They go from danitized. To a deal on Dragon's Den. All because they were associated. With the Boomsies brand. And they aren't alone. Ryan Shepard. He has the uh, EDM. Musical intro we use some weeks. He just put out his. Debut album. Up all night. Ryan Shepherd on Boomsies Oh, just puts out an album. Months later, the North Coast Band—they sing our farewell song at the end of the podcast. They also did the Danatize song. Danatize, Danatize, you just been Danatized. What's that mean? What's that mean? I don't know, but now you're clean. I think that's how it goes. They just put out an album, Field to City. If you are part of the Boomsies family, good things happen. Wacey Rabbit got a job as an assistant with the Saskatoon Blades. He appeared on this podcast. If you enter the orbit, you come out like a... Oh, no. Let's try that again. If you enter the Boomsies orbit, you never want to leave. And if you do, it's for bigger and better things. I'm not good with analogies. (laughs) Are all these just coincidences? No, I think not. What a weekend. Mackenzie Hughes wins on the PGA Tour. Jays clinched a playoff spot. Producer Tim left the couch still unconfirmed. Seattle Kraken got a new mascot. Finally giving that team one thing that is slightly interesting about them. We're going to get to all that. Also, uh... Oh, yeah, I want to do listener emails first. And then dive into the meat of things. Because we sometimes do corrections. The emails kind of are like corrections in a way. Hey, Toolsy. So, I'm not the only one who thinks producer Tim's spirit animal. Newsy's delivery is or quality. I can see you uh, catching judges number 61 or 62. And when you meet with the Yankees, you put... Pull a Kramer and agree to the first thing they say with a firm handshake and a giddy-up. Keep up the great work, our friend Big Dog Rob. Dan, Z-Money, and Engineer Tim. (laughs) Almost got it. Hope y'all are doing well and are staying safe. I'm currently listening to episode 36, and I completely agree with your take about fast food and bank lines. I oftentimes find myself getting frustrated that people take so long to order. Much like you, Dan. I already know what I want from a restaurant before I get there. Also, I had a quick question for you, Dan. You can also ask Tim and Z Money as well. What advice would you give to your 23-year-old self? As a young adult who's getting his master's degree and is working part-time, I oftentimes find myself wondering if there is more to life than school and work. Thanks for your help. And keep up the amazing podcast. I actually wrote this down. I gave this some thought when I saw this. Uh, I sent it to a buddy. Here we go. Here is my suggestion to my younger self. What would I say? I would tell myself to slow the f- down. Take it all in. The next level up at work isn't going to make you happier. The nicer car won't make you happier. The moments provide the happiness, not the items. And once you can be happy, and once you can be as happy on a park bench in your own neighborhood as you think you could be on a beach down south, that is when you figured it all out. My other buddy, he said I'd tell my 23-year-old self that he will always be supported and not to worry as much. Great suggestions. Slow down. I was always working. I went from high school to working at a car wash to college straight into a job. And all through high school, I was washing dishes or working at gas stations. I have never not had a job until I didn't have one before this one. Take time to travel. I always wish I went to Europe or did something like that. The only time I've been to Europe is for work. So slow down. Hey, Dan and Boomsy's team. Hello from Hamilton. I have never related more to anything on a podcast than I did when you recanted about ordering a drive-thrus. It's the most infuriating thing to experience, considering... They were built for speed. In fact, I'm a strange coincidence. I had fellow Facebook memory pop up from 11 years ago. Have a fantastic week, boomsies. And then he put a pet peeve from uh, people withdrawing. Are they like taking out a mortgage at their ATM? Hey, Dan. Loving boomsies, but less producer Tim, please, and more Z-Money. Ooh, this one must be from Z-Money's family. I love the podcast and seeing you in those commercials, but I need more Dan on my TV. When will you be back doing sports for my eyeballs? Signed, Matt from Moncton. Oh, Matty boy. Ooh, that ship sailed. That ship sailed and I'm on the dock saying "so long." And everyone on that ship did not turn around to, to see if I was on it. In my understanding, now that I've had oh close to 2 years to to look back, I don't think I played the game right. You've got to be really cozy with bosses. I, did, I never talked to bosses. Um, you have to do everything they ask. I didn't always do that. I didn't even have my work email on my work phone. Um, They just... Yeah, I don't think I was liked. Because when you're at a workplace for over 20 years on a popular show you think one of those 20 years you'd be put up for uh like the stupid industry has these awards but your work has to nominate you for the award and put in a tape for you you think in that 20 years you'd get one at a new wasn't ever submitted for anything not even a hint and I was never really at a place I used to work at. The writing was on the wall before I even moved back to Canada. As. I was told the show was moving on without me. A show that my name was in it. They're like. Take this or leave it. I said, but. But my name's in the title. They're like. Yeah, well, if you aren't taking this, then we're going in another direction. I'm like, but my name's in the title. They're like, yeah, so. So I signed that without my agent who then called me on a Monday. He's like, ah, I heard you got a deal done. I'm like, where the were you? Oh, I was busy. So then I proceeded to fire that agent. And so now I'm out with that industry. So I'm out with the TV. I'm out with the agents. I did. I, I didn't play. Play that game, right? Because the agents now, it's well, the, the whole thing's a club, and uh, I don't know where I'll buy a membership for that club. So I don't think you'll be seeing that anytime soon. They want me to just go away, and I'm fine with that because I like doing this. Much better. But thank you for your concern. Matt from Moncton. Yeah, you almost had Jay and... Jay and John. (laughs) Yeah, so? People still tune in? I'm like, uh... Okay. Uh, Uh... I guess I'll sign. You got no other options. I'm like Agent? No picky up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh okay. I got that uh got the listener emails done. Oh yeah, I was just telling the guys this. I was almost maimed by a wild animal last night. Went outside to look at the stars and the darkness of the night because we have no light pollution here. You walk outside one foot and it is darkness, which is difficult because 10 feet outside my door are stairs. I need to get a light there. So I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs about to go back in because I forgot something. And I I hear movement. Like, I don't have a dog. I don't have any animals out here, unless it's Ron. I look to my left. There's a skunk one foot away. Oh, man. I wish I was running a route in the NFL, because, oh, I... My... for my trajectory no my out of the blocksness was Usain Bolt-esque I went up those stairs in one leap that skunk went the other way in one little scurry didn't spray though so I think he thinks we're buddies because he goes into my garbage every night. So he's like, ah, he's feeding me again. And he's kind of cute. But I think he was mad about the, the run-in. Because he dug a trench in my backyard. Later that night. With his big claws. Skunks. Take a close look. They're pretty cute. Cool mohawk. Like the the... Their markings make it look like they got a mohawk. I like them. Also, there's going to be a big development on social media this week. My daughter, Ruby, is getting me signed up for Be Real. If you watch Saturday Night Live over the weekend, they did a whole segment on uh, a bank robbery taking place, and these people had their cell phones out, and the bank robber is going like, why are you doing that? He's like, it's my Be Real. So I knew about this before the SNL sketch. 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 Um and what it is, it's an app and it tells you post what you're doing right now. It takes a front photo and a back photo. So you're being real. You aren't getting your makeup all done up. You aren't posing. You're showing people what you're doing in that moment. You're being real. So I'm forty, how old am I? Forty seven? I'm old. And I'm like, I don't want to be one of these guys like, what's that? Which I did when my when my kids first showed me be real. So I'm trying it out. I'm getting on be real. I'm going to be real. And we'll see where that goes. Watch Mackenzie Hughes over the weekend. Our Canadian wins in a playoff, two-hole playoff on Sunday. Picks up 1.4 million dollars. Remember when you won a an event on the PGA Tour that wasn't a major? It'd be like six, seven hundred thousand. I think when Mike Weir won in Vancouver, he won like six hundred thousand dollars. I know that was a long time ago, but purses have gone up dramatically. So way to go, Mac. I saw a quote, and I'm paraphrasing here from him. He said, "Through all of it, he just had to remind himself." That he's really good, and I read that I'm like, that is confidence. Because I played in my golf, my golf course's season ending event on Saturday, and I needed that confidence. Because off the first tee, I'm like, okay, like everyone else, I'm gonna shoot the round of my life, and whoosh, I. Suck. That's the first thought that goes through my head. Second shot's okay. Next shot, I'm like, I, f- it, I'm brutal. So while Mackenzie Hughes is saying in his head, I'm really good. Every second thought on the course is with me. Oh, God. What, have you even played golf before? And then I haven't brought it up with our uh, our group. Georgie Boy, uh, Neil, John Druce, Washington Capitals legend. And I said, I need the mindset like an NHL goalie after you allow a bad goal. So after a bad shot, you've got to be able to say, hmm, it's okay. So when I voiced that out loud, Druce just pointed to his head. He's like, yep, all right here. I said, yeah, you don't want to know what's in here. Just putting that shot aside. And then on the golf Instagram, one of the pros said, you can't expect to hit a great shot every time. Not even the pros do. You have to expect to hit six bad shots around. So you're like, okay, this is one of my bad shots. And then I'm thinking, what if all those bad shots are on one hole? What do you do for the rest of the 17 holes? Ah, uh, it's a fun game, isn't it? Okay, here we go. Guys, year-end tournament. <laughs> Four right! Oh, found it. It's right at the base of this tree. Okay, just got this three wood. This one's going to... Ah, f- But I'm just... I'm not saying that out loud. I'm just saying it in my head. Because I don't... Ever want to be that golfer where you're like, I hate playing with this guy. He's always mad. I don't give a Just in my head, I do. Outwardly, I pretend I don't. Inwardly, I'm mad. Uh, NHL season starts on Friday. I, I had to look this up. I have not watched a single second of preseason. I refuse to. Preds and Sharks are in Prague. And then the real season, well, that's the real season, but the everyone else starts October eleventh here in North America. So we here at Boomsies are gonna do our own NHL preview. With our own insiders. We we don't need those guys that you see. We've got our real insiders. We've got fans. Of all the Canadian teams. To give their honest opinion. Because we want to know. Are the fan bases excited. Going into the season. Is there optimism. Is there hope. So let's do this. Starting out west. In the place I once called home. And then moving across the country. Team by team. We begin in Vancouver. Our Canucks insider. Is a man who once had a number two hit in Brazil in 2001, Indeed. DJ Superfly. Hello, Gato. Super, do you have optimism for this Canucks Absolutely team? Absolutely not. Have they done anything to improve?
3: I don't believe so. Have you seen their uh, preseason
2: stats? Five. No, I refuse to watch preseason or look at the stats.
3: <laughs> well, don't watch any Canucks preseason. Five goals in four games. Four nothing shutout to the
2: Kraken garbage. But you've got Bruce Boudreaux for an entire season. He seems to be the the darling child of the Vancouver media. Isn't that enough? Bruce,
3: there it is. It's going to be Bruce where it is shortly. <laughs>
2: How long have you been sitting on that? What <laughs> <About> an hour. <laughs>
0: oh, they're terrible. They're god-awful. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
3: It, The last game was just a yawn. <laughs>
4: I'm, uh, I can't even tell you.
2: <laughs> An honest insider. Will anyone show up because they've got attendance problems? Don't they? Yeah. So there's going to be no one at games. There's no optimism. <laughs> do you have the? Do you hold the feeling of every Canucks fan in the palm of your hands? Is that how they're all feeling?
3: I wouldn't say that's how they're all feeling, but that's how uh, most of us are feeling right now. It's not looking good. Judging by the preseason.
2: <laughs> I love going into a season, not a single game played in the regular season, and and the saying is it's not oh, looking
1: good.
3: Fucking bleak, bleak.
2: Thanks, Superfly. Thanks, Daniel. And to dive into the Flames, we have Flames fan Graham. Graham, your off season started horribly. You lost your two best players, but now you have the most optimism of any Canadian team.
3: I'm excited. It is a good year to be a Flames fan. There's no question.
2: Were you terrified at how the offseason started?
3: It wasn't great. Yeah, losing Johnny Hockey. Obviously, I was a, always a big Johnny Hockey fan. Don't blame him. Nothing, no hard feelings or anything like that. But everyone does their own things, makes their own choices. But it was looking pretty bleak. And then when you know Kachuk wanted the trade, it seemed even bleaker. But uh, you know, Jimmy pulled something out of his hat there and made it made it all happen. It's pretty good now. Now we're optimistic. We got. Kadri, instead of Kachak, we'll call out an even toss-up other than the age. Same with Huberto and uh, Johnny Hockey. Toss-up other than the age. And then you add Uyghur to the back end and you're looking pretty solid. Best team in Alberta, that's for sure.
2: With Kadri now involved, is the Battle of Alberta going to be the greatest it's been in 20 years?
3: I can't wait, man. Honestly, it's uh, this. like I said, this offseason, like you said, started pretty bleak, but... We're excited now, and, uh, you know, I think we have a better chance of winning now, Battle of Alberta or the entire, you know, Stanley Cup here. Better chance than last year, probably a shorter window than we maybe had, but uh, I like our team better on paper now.
2: Graham, you've got the yo going for you. Optimism. Thank you, my friend.
3: All right, you guys have a good one.
2: <laughs> for our Jets insider knowledge, we go to Z-Money's dentist, Dr. Marshall Singer. Doc. How you are his teeth?
5: They're 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 hard and firm and bright and shiny.
2: <laughs> okay, so can the same be said about the Jets this season? Well, are they hard,
5: firm and shiny? It's it's always it's gonna be a mystery. It's a mystery to everyone I've talked to. No one knows what to think. There's definitely some anxiety. You know, a uh, new coach, no captain per se. Um There's also, you got to understand that people my age always have a little bit of PTSD. You can't have a team struggling too long and empty seats in a very small arena for too long before moneybag Thompson thinks about pulling the plug. You know what I'm saying? And um, the stress of that is uh, it sits with you. It sits with you uh, as a Winnipeg Jets fan, especially from the old time. But speaking of that, having bonus come along hopefully getting the the defense and not only the defensive group but the connection between the forwards playing defense and a little bit more smooth transition out of the defensive zone fewer shots on hellebuck i think all those things will be really critical we got to see if bonus can make it
2: happen doc what i'm not hearing here is the o word optimism do you have it
5: uh, absolutely, I always think I always think Stanley Cup, you know, especially. But I feel like the Winnipeg Jets last year—they're a playoff team that didn't make the playoffs, and I think that has a lot to do with. I mean, like, you know, it's chemistry. You have a you have a head coach who resigns, that's got to really play into everyone's head. I don't even know. Uh, Like, do you, when do coaches resign? That doesn't seem, couldn't you have, when do they retire? Couldn't, couldn't you have the decency to get fired or something? Come on. So we've got optimism
2: in Winnipeg. That's all that counts.
5: (laughs) That's right. Always. Always.
2: Thanks, my friend. My pleasure. For the perspective in Edmonton, we go to Oilers super fan, Sean. You guys had a good playoff run last year. Do you finally take the next step this year? I think so.
0: I think so, Dan. And I got it when I think back to that, that, that playoff run last year, uh, that was fun. Uh, it wasn't, we didn't go as far as we wanted to, but what was the one thing that you can really put your finger on as to why we didn't go further? Goaltending. 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 And we addressed it. Um, Jack Campbell is, is he the best goalie in the NHL? No. Is he top three? Probably not. Top, five or six, I don't know, maybe. But all we need is a goalie that's not bottom six in the league. We picked up a guy that isn't bottom six in the league. In fact, he's probably top third in the league. And I love Skinner, our backup goalie. Skins is the real deal. He only played a a handful of games last year, uh, but he looked really good doing it. Um, And he's also looked really good in the preseason. If I, I completely trust Skinner playing 25 games, 20, 25 games as our backup, uh, and uh, and uh, Jack Campbell playing you know 55 or 60 as a, as a, as as the starter. I love that.
2: But with Mike Smith, were you not entertained,
0: <laughs> dude? I'm an Oilers fan. I count Stanley Cups as entertainment. I'm not. I'm not looking for necessarily uh, scoring titles, which by the way we also have. Um, I'm looking for at this point I mean let's be serious at this point in the progression of uh, Connor McDavid Leon Dreisaitl, um, and that 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 this era this team needs to needs to be in a Stanley Cup final these guys these guys are 25 years old now which still some runway there's only four years left on those
2: contracts and they now have the learning of what you need to do to make it deep in the postseason
0: 100 percent. They lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. so no shame in that. Um, so, if anything, that was probably the best learning experience possible. The blueprint was there to see in black and white for four games. They saw what it what it what it was gonna take to win. They played against it, and uh, and now's the time to take that next step.
2: Nice work, Sean. Good luck this season. Thanks, brother. And for our look at the Ottawa Senators, maybe the biggest Ottawa Senators fan in this country, and I'm related to them, Margaret O'Toole. Margaret, the Ottawa Senators are the talk of the NHL. How excited are you for this season?
1: So excited. I feel like my past self would not believe what's happening. This summer was just crazy, and everything happened so quickly, so really exciting i've like definitely been paying way more attention to preseason than i usually do and i'm going to the home opener i can't wait
2: and pierre dorian goes from a guy who probably was afraid to walk down the street in ottawa to a man who may get carried down the street at this point
1: oh yeah totally hot Pierre summer like everyone is saying on twitter uh he did a great job Uh, i think he has done a such a good job of locking up The young prospects that, you know, everyone wants to see with the team for a while. Then bringing in the outside pieces like Debrincat and Giroux is just huge. Like, Sens fans didn't think there was the money for that. They never thought it would happen. So the fact that he's making all these moves is great.
2: So when Claude Giroux, I saw an interview when he joined the team, he said, I wouldn't have joined this team if I didn't see cup potential. Do you believe those words or do you believe that's just the words of a player who's joining a team and he wants to bring optimism because he also followed it up by saying, I'm not saying a cup this year, but I see cup potential.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think this year for sure, but I think they're entering their contention window. You know, like you have the young players entering their prime years, adding the other pieces. So I, I love that. He said that I think, I think, he had other reasons to go to Ottawa as well, being from there and everything helps. Um, And I think too, it's been talked about, and he's mentioned that he could tell there was really good, uh, you know, room of people who got along with like, just good vibes on the team. And I know other players have mentioned it, like the group just gets along really well. So I think he picked up on that too.
2: And Margaret, you're the only insider or only fan of a team that we're having on that has insider knowledge of new food items at your team's games because you were there for the unveiling of the new items. What is the one item that you're most excited to eat during a Ottawa Senators game?
1: Deep fried dill pickle bite was by far the best one. I'm a fan. I think it might only be like the food that you get in the sweets and stuff and then Club Bell and those kind of stand up areas. I don't think it's for the concession stands What I tried that. Bring it to the people. The people (laughs) want the deep fried pickle bites. Yeah, but like they they have like the pizza pizza and the Tim Hortons and stuff, right? That that's garbage. (laughs) That we want the good food. I know I agree they used to have a farm boy stand and I think they should bring that back <laughs> people get in their groceries at sense games no it was like they had like farm boy like snacks and stuff and yeah. they would do like chili with bread and like soups and stuff it was good. okay I like this Some healthier well, stuff you know
2: I like the optimism I love that you're excited and I love that we got you have on I got to have you on boomsies
1: Thanks for having me. I was so happy to.
2: And for our Montreal Canadiens perspective, we go to Jordan, another one of these fans of these teams that is not in the actual city in which the team presides, or is it resides? Is it reside? Did I say presides? <laughs> I think it's resides. You're
4: looking for a resides,
2: yeah. Resides, but true statement. But true statement. Yeah. Okay, so the Montreal Canadiens finished last in the NHL last year. Do they finish last this year?
4: No. They do not finish dead last. They do not make the playoffs, obviously, but definitely not dead last. I got a little optimism. You know, they have some young talent up front. They will not be able to keep the puck out of their net. No carry price. Their defense, tough look. It's going to be a long year for the Habs, but I will say optimism Scoring up front, they're going to have to win a lot of games, seven six, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> do they
4: Touchdown. Do they have that
2: type of offense though? Do they have that offense to win a game seven six? Uh,
4: I mean, proven no. Do they have potential up front with guys like Caulfield, Suzuki? You know, you got don't you know it's Likowski, their new guy. I don't think he'll be playing much up front, but uh, you know, in the NHL, maybe in the AHL. But I think they, they do have an entertaining offense. If so they're going to be able to put some goals in the net, I'm going to say, score a every game, score a
2: Suzuki, captain, not Gallagher, were you shocked? A little bit.
4: I know that's not the answer you're probably looking for. I was a little bit surprised. I am not a get Brendan Gallagher fan. He gets on my nerves uh, as a Habs fan. I think he's you know, he got all the, the hard work, the, you know, the heart and everything like that. Skill-wise, he's not a great player. He's not a guy that's going to beat a defenseman. You know, you look at all his goals, they're all mucky goals. And I get that, you know, some guys like Dino Cicerelli in their career, Dave Anderchuk have made a living in front of the net. But that time's gone. It's a skilled game now. Gallagher is falling by the wayside. So for the future, where the Habs are going, I think it was the right choice taking Suzuki.
2: Well, the Montreal Canadiens, you don't think, will finish last, but they will not finish in a playoff spot. The one thing you will always have is hockey in Montreal. There's nothing like it. Love it. Thanks, Jordan. Now, you might have realized we missed one team, the other team in Ontario, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's because our Leafs insider is a part of Boomsies. Producer Tim. Tim, your Leafs—they seem to have a problem with the postseason. They uh, have a goaltending issue. Jack Campbell gone, and now you got Matt Murray. And is it Elias Samsonov? Is that the is that the goaltending duo that's going to bring you to the next level?
6: Uh, I would say that nobody knows. Who knows oh, yes. they could combine and win the Jennings or they could be both on the bench by the time the playoffs roll around. Who knows? I personally think Matt Murray will probably be okay, but you know, it's a crapshoot.
2: It kind of reminds me of, remember when JP Ricciardi was GM of, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. And one year he signed like eight pitchers to million dollar deals. Like, okay, this is it's a wild and all of them got hurt. Cause you're at the start of the year, like, maybe this is brilliant. He got all these guys for cheap. They're all trying to resurrect their careers or continue their careers, and it was a utter disaster.
6: Yeah, I mean, look, Dubas is clearly betting and- his job on this working out in that. Cause he doesn't have an extension past this year. And if it doesn't work, he's definitely going to be gone. Right.
2: I thought that after uh, this year's exit from the postseason, but Dubas, man, that guy's got a long leash.
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like he's doing a bad job. He just hasn't gotten them past the hump and he, you know, he doesn't skate with them. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of out of his hands after he's finished the roster.
2: Uh, Tim, I, I, am disagreeing there, but Hey, I'm not the Leafs insider. Okay. So do they, do they go far in the playoffs this year? Is this the year? I'm, I'm calling conference final. Oh, okay. You heard it here from our Leafs insider producer engineer, Tim. Uh, I guess we'll keep you here uh, for uh, Boomsies Newsies because uh, Z-Money uh no longer doing this. Uh, can you give us some insight in full there, Tim? Why has Z-Money not been heard from? Why are you silencing him?
6: I had nothing to do with it. I'm just doing my job.
2: Oh, okay. I'll have to email Z-Money once this is over and get the real inside scoop.
6: All right. You want to move on to the news or?
2: Sure. Let's do it.
6: All right. Uh. Your Toronto Blue Jays have clinched a playoff spot, the top wildcard spot, home field for the first round, which will likely be against the Seattle Mariners.
2: Uh, yeah. And we were discussing this uh, yesterday, Tim and I and Andrew, or sorry, Z-Money. And we like the Mariners matchup, not because, well, the Jays were seven and two against them. Five and two? Are they five and two against them this year, or two and five? Two and five. Two and five. Uh, And then right after they got swept in the one series, that's when they fired the manager, uh, and everything changed around for the Blue Jay season. But the reason we wanted to see the Mariners was we're just sick of the Rays. We we see them too much, too much Rays. And in the final series, I saw them against the Rays. The Rays were wearing retro uh, hats with like their old logo or maybe it was a reincarnation. And it was perplexing to me because I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And if I had one of the hats, I'd probably wear it. So it's like seeing someone you don't like and all of a sudden you have a different opinion. Like maybe I do like this person. So I was in a, a state of confusion that last series against the Rays. But I digress. Tim, uh, will Boomsies be in attendance uh, since the Blue Jays will be playing that series in Toronto?
6: Oh, uh, I don't know about you, but I definitely won't, especially after that whole debacle with Ticketmaster uh, that apparently happened when the playoff tickets went on sale. Ooh, what happened? People got put into the queue to get their tickets. They tried to buy the tickets. Even though they did everything right, it wouldn't allow them. It would kick them back to the queue, kick them back, and kids over and over again until there are no tickets left.
2: Ooh, sounds like a big shamazel. We don't have to deal with that because we'll have Boomsies Media Passes. Perfect, Tim. Can't wait to go to Game 1 on Friday.
6: All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the actual biggest sports story of uh, the past weekend, the fishing tournament scandal in Ohio where a pair of fishermen stuffed their walleyes with lead weights and fish fillets. And when I say lead weights, like they were like almost like small cannonballs. Uh, they were disqualified, obviously, after they cut open the fish to to show the, the weights. And uh, they were urged to take off before the crowd got unruly. And now the cops are investigating them for uh, fraud theft.
2: And this is everywhere. I was going to have our... Fishing insider, Dave Mercer. If you know fishing, you know him. He hosts a lot of these uh, fishing events live. He's on the stage announcing the winners and stuff. And talked to Brian Bickle, who's appeared on this podcast, big fisherman. Bick's response was, Yeah, this is blowing up. They should be banned for life, which they will be because they've won boats. They've won over 300,000. And if you look deeper into the story, so fishermen, they know the weight of fish. So they saw their five fish and they, they ballparked it. They're like, okay, they're going to come in at this certain weight. They were like 16 pounds over the weight. So even when they weighed the first one, there was no applause. There was silence from the crowd. Cause they're like, okay, something's up here. A fish doesn't weigh that much. And. There was indication something was wrong before because these guys were winning tournament after tournament, which doesn't happen in fishing. They said, it just doesn't work that way. And at the end of tournaments, they would donate all the fish to food banks so they wouldn't go to waste. And these these two guys that kept winning wouldn't donate their fish. So there were a lot of red flags, but when they came in like 16 pounds heavier than people thought, and more 16 pounds more than the weight they had to beat, yeah, uh, they knew something was up. And I, I found out why there were fish fillets inside the fish. Because of the weighted balls, they had them between the weighted balls so they wouldn't clank together. So that's why the fish fillets were in there. So yeah, just don't cheat fishing. Uh, no. Nah. Mucho no bueno. That story, though, hopefully, I think we're going to have uh, Dave Mercer on next week to talk about it, so hopefully that, that takes place. But, yeah, that was the biggest story in sports this weekend, usurping everything that went on.
6: Uh, how about the Seattle Kraken introducing their first mascot?
2: It's Ibuie. buoy. Bowie. And here's the crazy thing. When they unveiled it, I'm like, Tim, did did they even give you any money for that? It has blue hair. Tim, <laughs> if there's a mirror and you looked in it, you're like, booey? So producer Tim is finally a part of the NHL scene. I like this continuation of kind of the gritty, let's just go with a up mascot kind of thing. And credit to the Edmonton Oilers and their mascot, Hunter, because he's up too. He's a stuff of nightmares. And little known fact, because Jay and I met Hunter once, he blows a little whistle and he can speak. He is the only mascot that has a speaking ability. Don't know if Bowie has this one. And then you go to the Toronto Maple Leafs who have sad sack Carlton. I how did the Leafs ever stumble upon a polar bear as their mascot? Nothing related to polar bears is in the Toronto area or in the Toronto Maple Leafs family. Carlton, I get because they used to Maple Leaf Gardens used to be on Carlton Street, but a polar bear. So I think the Leafs need to rethink Carlton. And bring in the real symbol of Toronto. A raccoon. And not a friendly, lovey raccoon. The raccoon that you see digging through your garbage. In which you open the door and he just stares at you. With those human-like eyes. So you'd be having your little snack at the Scotiabank Arena. And little Ronnie Raccoon comes up behind you and just like <laughs> and people are like ah oh, that's funny. And then he like hisses at you. So you'd always see where Ronnie the Raccoon is in the arena because people are scurrying. They're like, oh, they're making announcements. Here comes Ronnie. People are like, ah! It'd be amazing. Yes, amazing. Not amazing, amazing. Because you want to get to the part of, the big part of amazing, you skip the A. Amazing.
6: Should we uh, move on to non-sports news? Sure, let's do it, Tim. A small neighborhood in Austin, Texas, has a porch pirate problem, and one resident has had enough. Gabriella collected enough dirty diapers to fill a large box and left it outside her front door until a porch pirate eventually took the bait and ran away with the box. Uh, However, the porch pirates didn't like that. So they came back and smeared the dirty diapers all over her front door. Then they came back another time with a big bag of cow manure and smeared it on the car, the porch, the driveway. The Austin police department is now looking into the incident.
2: Okay. At some point, sure, you're pissed off that you did this to the porch pirates. But there's a part of your brain where you're like, mm, "Game, respect, game." I see you. And then you like have a truce. You're like, "Hey, we had fun, didn't we? Now let's go our separate ways." And fill that box with dildos.
6: Now uh, they they could have called in uh, what's his name, Mark Rober. He does the those porch pirate packages with the glitter and the stink bomb in it and the gps tracking and all that stuff those, nah, those too much
2: to clean up tim you don't want glitter you don't no, no, open up a the, can of glitter it's everywhere yeah but the porch pirates get the glitter you don't get the glitter Hmm. everyone always gets the glitter you don't think you've got the glitter you end up with the glitter because there is once glitter enters your home no matter if it's in the package or out of the package You got glitter in you. Glitter DNA is everywhere. I haven't had glitter in this house in a year. I had glitter on me the other day. It doesn't go away.
6: Moving on to uh, geography news. Uh, New satellite images show that a volcanic activity in the ocean has raised a new plot of land in the Pacific. It uh, showed up on September 10th. A couple of days later, the Tonga Geological Services estimated it had grown to be one acre in size. And a week later, it had grown to 8.6 acres, still growing. I think we need to name this island.
2: Uh, a volcano erupted. Um, the name of this podcast. Hello, Synergy Boomsies. Boomsies Land is born. We moved the podcast to that island. And we're the only new island-based podcast in the world. We're number one for new island podcasts on this earth. It's a marketing genius. The name writes itself. Boomsies Island.
5: I look
6: forward to the giant flag with your face on it flying high over Boomsie's Island. And uh, lastly, Trevor Noah announced last week that he is leaving The Daily Show after seven years, I believe.
2: No offense to Trevor Noah. I never watched The Daily Show with Jon Stewart as the host. I did not watch it with Trevor Noah as a host. So this does not affect my life. One bit. If yeah, Seth, Seth Myers left his show, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I used to, well, I still PVR Colbert and Myers, watch it in the morning. I don't even, I'm sorry to say this, I don't even watch Colbert anymore. Seth Myers is at such a higher level that it is appointment viewing for me. If Seth Meyers ever loses that show or stops being on late night TV, I don't, I'm going to be a lost little puppy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do.
6: And that's it for uh, news this this week.
2: Ah, great job, Tim. Uh, still, let's get your show notes on this one. No stumbling. That was good. You always start uh, everything. You're always like, ah. Uh, so let's take out the ah's when you start a new segment. You're good. You're good to jump right into the new segment with no dilly dallying. That's great. I uh, could get the excitement level up though. Let's uh, let's ramp up that excitement level, and then I think you will increase your scoring on your boomsies, newsies, readsies. Great notes, Dan. Yeah, there we go. See? Yes. All right. I think we accomplished a lot here. We covered a wide range of topics. You are now more informed. I like to do this podcast with you leaving here, having learned at least one thing. Maybe you didn't know about the fishing thing. Now you do. Maybe you didn't know about uh, the new uh, mascot, Bowie. Which I thought it was, Bowie! But it's Bowie. It'd be better if it was, Bowie! You didn't know about the, the Toronto Maple Leafs now considering a new mascot, Ronnie the Raccoon. The Porch Pirates. You probably didn't know about that. Didn't know about me almost getting eaten by a skunk. Although I don't think skunks would eat me. If he had rabies, he'd probably try to. I'm still fascinated that he didn't try to spray me. I think we're pals. Hmm. I'll have to explore that later this evening. See if I can get a little pet in. A little pet with the skunky. Uh so listen to some Loretta Lynn. Today. Dial that up on your Spotify or whatever else plays music. And make sure you're uh you're nice to people. Doesn't cost you anything. Just be nice and give someone a hug. They probably need it. Stay up. Welcome to Boomsies
0: with Daniel Doozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh baby boomsies.
2: Why you know, what are you doing? Snarf, snarf?